Hey guys, welcome back. It is your host, Jason Coral. Whatsoever is true. And we're going to jump right into it with the impeachment drama. God, godly view of the impeachment drama. The second one, uh, and right now it's an attempt. I don't know what the, you might listen to this and it's already over. But I want to, I want to point out a couple of things that, that as Christians, what are we to make of this? Um, Right, let's let's get right into it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a couple of very easy passages of scripture. Uh, you are to love your neighbor as you love yourself. All right, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, pretty much the law and the prophets: love your Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On this is the law and the prophets. Obviously, we have extrapolations of that of that great and and blessed principle and. I'll bring you to a couple here in Leviticus 19, where you shall not oppress your neighbor. This is verse 13, or rob him. Okay, you um, earlier than that in verse 11, you shall you shall not steal. You shall not deal falsely. You shall not lie to one another. You shall not swear by my name falsely and so profane the name of your, uh, your God. I am the Lord. I mean, the reason we do this is because He is the Lord. You shouldn't put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You keep seeing that refrain. I am the Lord. You do these things not because they're nice, but because the Lord commands it. We do remember that that uh, sometimes you want, you want to be hospitable because some have entertained angels at the time. And that's clearly a reference back to Abraham with the angels and the angel of the Lord coming to see him. And... That, that's pretty cool, right? Well, but then Jesus also says that, that as a matter of judgment, so that you've done to the least of these, you've done to me. The least of these, you've done for me. Uh, look at the book of Jonah. Jonah is sent to Nineveh to preach to the Ninevites who he can't stand. He despises them. The Lord tells him, you got to go. He tries to go the other way. He tries to go to the far end of the other side of the world, and he doesn't get there. And when he finally gets vomited back up by, by, by the great fish, remember, he hates them so bad, he prefers to die before he gets there. And one of the reasons is because he knows the Lord is merciful. And so in his defiance, he gets swallowed up. You know, he gets thrown into the sea. He gets swallowed up by a great fish. He gets vomited out. And obviously everybody knew this. So it's rather supernatural, the point where it would probably be the, 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 the sailors got back to port told everybody about what happened, said that they threw Jonah in the water and that a storm stopped. And and then all of a sudden people have a report that, well, he just got barfed up on land. <laughs> so, And now he starts preaching repentance and everyone in Nineveh repented because it was such a massive event. And so the, in his defiance, the Lord used that to supernaturally circumvent, well, well I mean, it's not circumvent, to, circ, to supernaturally bring that great city to its knees in repentance. And Jonah was so upset, he sits on the other side of the city and just sulks because the Lord is having mercy on them. Um, I want to bring that to your attention because here we go. You shall do no injustice in court. That's verse 15, Leviticus 19. I'm cherry picking this because this is low hanging fruit right here. I mean, it's all over Proverbs, all over do justice, seek mercy. Um, but you shall do, you shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great. But in righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. Verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart, but you shall reason frankly with your neighbor, lest you incur sin because of him. 
You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's where that's coming from. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. That's uh, right there at Leviticus 19, 18. And so think about what I just read to you. I, I, again, the grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of our Lord abides forever. I am the Lord. He says that twice. I'm going to read this again. You shall do no injustice in court. You shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great, but in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. You shall not go around as a slanderer among your people, and you shall not stand up against the life of your neighbor. I am the Lord. When you're thinking about Donald Trump or any politician for that matter, this is another neighbor. We need to be very careful because the Lord says, I am the Lord. Then verse 17, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. Do you hate Donald Trump? I think it's very clear from the people I've interacted with that are against President Trump. They hate the man. And that is very, very scary. But you shall reason frankly with your neighbor. Think about that. You shall reason frankly with him. You want to give him the benefit of a doubt. You love your neighbors yourself. Reason with them. You would like the benefit of a doubt. We must give Donald Trump. We must give Joe Biden. We must give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Because that's what we want. And that's what the Lord demands. Remember, that's why he says, I am the Lord. That's why it's the end of this. This is, once again, a suggestion. It isn't nice ethics, abstract, arbitrary. This is the Lord's commandment. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people. What do you think this impeachment trial is, except and, and, and banning him from Twitter and the number of things that they're doing, they're not treating him with any type of kindness or, or frankness. And I'm going to cover that in a little bit. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So all of that said, um, Donald Trump did not say to go storm the Capitol building. He he expressed, I've, I've read the speech he gave. I've seen the speech. He told them to go peacefully. Now, I've talked to people that are anti-Trump, and they have not heard that, that he literally said, go peacefully. Make your voices be heard. Do it peacefully. They've not heard that because the press hasn't been telling them this. This is a pattern of the press. The press needs to repent of its sin. The media is in horrible danger of judgment. It is sinful beyond measure. It is causing absolute catastrophe across America. I'll give you... Two examples. Back when Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman issued, George Zimmerman, if you, if you don't remember the issue, had shot and killed teenage Trayvon Martin in a, in a scuffle. George Zimmerman had thought he was casing the neighborhood, called 911. There was a confrontation. Trayvon allegedly attacked, as, this, as the issue goes, uh, George. And then George it was in fear. Trayvon was sitting on top of him, bashing his head into the ground, and George shot Trayvon and killed him. That was the that was the uh, end result of the of the legal inquiry and trial. Uh, the press, the very next day, said they ran a transcript or shortly thereafter, where George Zimmerman had said, "You know, this guy's case in the neighborhood, and he's black." Um, what they did was they carefully edited out the 911 call to get him to say that. Because what actually happened was he called. We found when we heard, when we finally heard the unedited phone call that Zimmerman said, this guy's like, he looks suspicious. He kind of case in the neighborhood. Da, 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 da. And, his, and, and the dispatcher asked him, what did he look like? And he says, well, he's wearing a hoodie. He said, what, what race is he? And then Zimmer, he was specifically asked a question. That's when he responded that, that Trayvon Martin was indeed black. The way the press did it was willful. It was willfully negligent, and it set off a lot of mistrust and violence. And it was a lie, a horrible lie. I'll give you another one. 
after the Minneapolis episode with George Floyd and the, the death, the tragic death of George Floyd at the hands of the police officers who, and one officer, I think it was officer's name was Gavin, was kneeling on, on Mr. Floyd's neck. Now, the press immediately framed it as if it was a racist incident. We don't know what the situation was. I mean, people were filming it. It was a horrific thing to watch. It's always difficult to watch violence. And the press has a responsibility to try to be moderate, to try and, and be fair, to try to avoid jumping to conclusions. And what they did was they, they simply went right out with a narrative that this was racist and off went the riots. And everybody knows what happened last Memorial Day and thereafter. Um, the press was not anything, they were anything but neutral in that regard. I'll give you, I'll give you another one. Now it just goes right to President Trump. The Charlottesville lie that so many people believe that, that Donald Trump said that, that Klan members were very fine people. Now, he did not say that. He said, I've read the transcripts, I've watched the video. And it's, so if I can do this, the press can do this. So clearly, President Biden and other people in the media have deliberately lied for years about Donald Trump. Now, you can say many things. If you listen to me and you're thinking, um, you know, all he's doing is defending Trump, I am simply correcting a lie and telling what the scripture says. I'm making no comments here about anything else other than that right now. What I'm simply saying is that the commandment of the Lord is not to what? Don't be partial to him. Don't be partial to anybody. You shall not hate your brother. You shall not go around as a slanderer. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You shall not bear a grudge against him, but you shall not love your neighbor as yourself. Donald Trump is my neighbor. Joe Biden is my neighbor. And the Lord doubles down on it and says, I am the Lord. You realize, Christian, you'll be accountable for this. We are going to stand before the Lord. The way we treat strangers, Jesus is the one who says it. Now, you're going to be judged according to the way you treat the nobodies of the world. In particular, the people you don't like that much. A, a, a good testimony about your, your, your growth in Christ is how well you treat people. Because Christ is the one who makes that statement. So, in this case, the Charlottesville lie is that he called Klan members very fine people. He did not. He said there were people there to protest statues being there. And on the other side, there were people protesting the removal of statues. And there were very fine people on both sides of that debate. He expressly condemned the far-left zealots of Antifa and any Klan members and white supremacists. He expressly said that. The fact that it's been selectively edited, I gave the Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman thing, and I'm giving you the thing with Charlottesville, is a lie. The press has been lying. They are liars. They need to repent. And when you lie about something that blatantly and that boldly and that and not specifically, it's because of hatred and manipulation and they're being partial and they are sinning, and, and I pray for them. But that brings me to what happened at the, the Capitol riots. Donald Trump, in my estimation, was not responsible for the Capitol riots. He was simply engaging in free political speech. He disagreed with the results of the election. He thinks the election was fraudulent. He doesn't think it was fair. He's entitled to that belief. He's entitled to make a case for that. And he's making that case. 
He was simply calling for the same thing the Democrats did four years ago with the Russian collusion story. Literally, the Democrats did the same thing. They said that the last election in 16 that Donald Trump won was fraudulent and that a foreign power, in this case Russia, conspired to put the president in the White House. That is a far grander claim, by the way, than what Donald Trump is claiming this time around, that the Democrat Party conspired to get the election spun. And incidentally, we already know that the Democrat Party conspired to have Hillary beat Bernie Sanders in 2016. We know that election fraud exists, and we should be very fervent to try not to be partial and to, and to be reasoning with them. Again, reason frankly with your neighbor and go, what is the evidence of this? The very fact that they don't want any evidence out, and, and once again, they're saying, well, the judges have heard it. No, they have not heard the cases. They have dismissed the cases on technicalities. And so it is irrational to believe that all of the, the, these swing states, and this is Donald, the gist of Donald Trump's case, if you haven't heard it, is that critical swing states and cities decided to stop counting at the same time, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Michigan, Wisconsin. That's interesting. And then they started counting again without Republican poll watchers. That's, that's fascinating. And these same people that lied about him calling Klan members very fine people, that deliberately lied about that, if you don't think that they would then break rules and law to get the election result that they want, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's logical. I think it's a very logical conclusion that yeah, if people hate him this bad, that they would lie about him because that's not what he said. Clearly, not what he said. Uh, and, and Scripture commands them again. I am the Lord. You can't do that. I mean, they're doing it anyway. And I know Christians who don't care that that's not what he said, but they're so convinced that he's a terrible person. And when I ask them what policies of his do you dislike, and go from there, I get a sputtering, muttering. Uh, vehemently incoherent response of, well, he's, I hate his border policy or his Muslim ban. And th those are specific policies that they are perfectly within their rights to dislike. But to then impugn his motives for them, Donald Trump's, again, love your neighbors, you love yourself. Donald Trump's so-called Muslim ban was a ban against certain countries that were heavily invested with terror and not having very good uh, record keeping. He didn't want people coming in from those countries because he couldn't verify there weren't terrorists coming in. That's reasonable. You might not agree with it, but just make your case. Make your case. You can make your case without calling him a horrible person. And it's secondly, a matter of fact, it was not a Muslim ban because Muslim majority countries were not banned. Saudi Arabia wasn't banned. Indonesia wasn't banned. And those are, so it's just, it's irrational. Children in cages at the border. The easy way to solve that is, that is to enforce border controls so people have to cross the border legally. That's a very easy answer for that. So you, it's incumbent upon you, if you're going to say that, to, to not leave out the relevant fact that people are crossing the border illegally in great numbers. And there's children and adults involved, and you can't put children with, with adults. And in fact, that the previous administration, Barack Obama, was doing the same thing. So this wasn't something that that is... Simply, Donald Trump was, was putting children in cages. He's just sitting around, around, just round them up and put them in cages. That's not the context of it. And again, that is not reasoning frankly with him. And it's bearing a grudge against him and assigning the most horrible motives to the man instead of trying to be reasonable about it. So all of that said, did he have a right to complain that the election was fraudulent in 2020? Of course he does. That's his First Amendment right. 
Does he have a right to tell people to protest? Of course he does. Did he tell them to protest peacefully? Yes, he did. Did he tell them to storm the Capitol and break in? No, he did not. If you then want to extrapolate from what he said, that go to protest, make sure your voices, voices are heard, and fight hard, don't give up. If from that you can then say that he's responsible for people breaking into the Capitol, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a chilling thing because now you're divining from what somebody said something that he didn't say. I, I will give you this, that Bernie Sanders supporter a couple years ago went to shoot murder a bunch of Republican congressmen. He ended up shooting Representative Scalise, if you remember the story, because he, he was being told by Bernie Sanders, he was a huge Bernie Sanders supporter and other Democrats saying that the Republicans' health care policies were going to kill hundreds of thousands of people. He was so upset, he went to murder Republican congressmen. No one that I know of held Bernie Sanders responsible for that because Bernie Sanders did not say, go shoot the Republicans. He was using very incendiary political rhetoric, and I really wish they would stop saying that because that, again, I, I, you know, it can, it can lead to misunderstandings. But, but to hold him legally accountable for that, if you hold Donald Trump accountable for impeachment with the Capitol riots, you have to hold accountable the Bernie Sanderses of the world for what they said and what, far worse, again, somebody attempted to kill congressmen. Um, Supreme Court was was rushed. Chuck Schumer had 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 threatened. You're not going to know what hit them about Kavanaugh and and Republicans and um, sorry Republican nominated Supreme Court justices. And the Supreme Court was actually you know not stormed, but there were protests there. Uh, I, we can go on and on with this. It was a free speech issue. President Trump, former President Trump, did not say go storm the Capitol. He said go to the Capitol and protest. That is a common thing in, Repub in Republicans and Democrats have been doing it for years and years and years. And if you try to say, oh, this man said go fight, so that meant go storm an, an insurrection, it, that's preposterous. Um, so that is my, the Christian view of this. And we need to be careful and we need to give these guys, everybody, like we would want for ourselves the benefit of a doubt. That is the key, always. And it's not loving your neighbor as you love yourself. If you impugn their motives, and divine from something they said, something they did not say. Again, I listen to the tape. Donald Trump said specifically, go there peacefully. The press is not printing that. They're not showing that. So I know a lot of people who get their news only from CNN and NBC and so forth, the New York Times, and they don't know that he said it. And that is on those news outlets. Interestingly enough, and I'm going to go off on one side note, the irony of censorship is lost on the left right now, they are they banned pre former President Trump from Twitter. They basically locked him out from, from being able to say anything publicly because he's such a danger to society. Um, they've deplatformed their parlor has been taken down and, and so forth. I mean, I'm, I'm in dangerous ground even putting this out here. My point is that you can always you can always tell who the problem is because you can't make fun of them. Okay, I mean, think about this. In 1938, could you could a comedian stand up there and make fun of Hitler? Is anyone going to stand up and make fun of Mao? Is anyone going to make fun of Castro? Where, where were the comedians doing that? So the whole call that there was tyranny, in, in fact, it was the opposite. You can't make fun of Trump's enemies. You can make fun of Trump. Who's the one stopping speech? The way to speak bad speech is with smart speech. 
The way to defeat bad ideas is with good ideas. The way to defeat error is with truth. Once you start going, no, you can't say that, you've really, the, again, the irony is amazing to me. The, the, the people who are saying they're anti-fascist are engaging in exactly those tactics they say they're fighting against. I pray for them. They are so deluded. The best way to deal with bad ideas is with better ideas, is with the truth. Now, in my case, again, I did not agree with, you know, several of former President Trump's policies, and, and I would make that case. I disagree with many of the things that, that, that President Biden is doing, and I will make that case, but I will not call him names because the Lord says, I am the Lord. I pray for President Biden as I prayed for President Trump. I pray for peace in the land. That is my Christian duty and is your Christian duty. If you hate President Trump, please repent. Go to the Lord and ask him to open your heart. He isn't human being. He is a sovereign image bearer of the Most High God. And the Lord your God commands you to love him as you love yourself. If you don't like his policies, speak out against those policies. I'm speaking out against this right now. But you cannot do it in a way that is unbiblical. Be the Lord will deal with that. And if you lie and slander him, that is a horrible sin. It is a slander to say that he said something he didn't say. It is a slander to say that he, he called uh, white supremacy and Klan members very fine people. That is an obvious, demonstrable lie. And it needs to stop, especially from the lips of Christians. And Christians need to stand for truth because the Lord is God of truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. And so we cannot countenance that. I do urge you, and I pray, I pray for you, that if you are in one of those cases where you just have been so angry with President Trump, or if, on the flip side, you're so angry with the left that we don't turn the way of Jonah and that we, we pray for the ruination of other human beings. To pray for truth, to pray for the eyes to be opened of people is different. To pray for the honor of the Lord to be upheld is different than hating your neighbor. We can, we can love the Lord so much and love his honor so much and love his word so much that it pains us. It breaks our heart to watch the honor of the Lord impugned and watch people do evil and pass evil things, such as President Biden using taxpayer money to fund abortions overseas. That is a horrific thing. I pray for President Biden that the Lord has mercy on him. That is a horrific thing, and he will be accountable for that. But at the same time, I've got to pray for him. He is another image bearer of God, and I've been given grace, and I know that Joe Biden should get grace too, if I've had grace. So I pray for the Lord. I pray for President Biden. I pray for Nancy Pelosi. I pray for AOC. Uh, they can do and say things that are frustrating to me, but there is a Christian way to deal with this, and then there is a sinful way to deal with this, and we need to be careful with that. So hopefully this is helpful. Should they impeach a private citizen? No. First, that's unconstitutional. Uh, but second, should should they be impeaching him, President, former President Trump, for, for inciting insurrection? It wasn't insurrection. Um, it was a riot gone bad. There were riots all last year. So they're cherry-picking this one uh, for political points, I believe. I, they are not being consistent with that. Insurrection is armed. It's ordered. It's, you know, trying to take over. Uh, you know, that it went to the Capitol is terrible, and it was a serious issue. And, and, and the... The police were absolutely right in squelching it and putting it down and then using whatever force they needed to to protect the property. That is a Christian position on that. They should have been doing that all across America last year when cities were literally burned down and taken over to be consistent. Private property is sacred. The Lord says thou shalt not seal. Anyone who is attacking private property should have been dealt with, with force if necessary. I do think the, the, the government was justified in 
using lethal force to protect property, the government. Um, and they, they, unfortunately, that got out of hand at the Capitol on January 6th. Was Donald Trump responsible for that? No, he did not incite it. Those are not his words. He told them to go peacefully. So I will sign off with that. Hopefully this helps. I know this is a, a very tough subject, but we need to be very careful that we think about everything biblically. Because, again, the Lord is the truth. And, and I'll finish once again. I am the Lord, he said. And so love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hopefully this was edifying and I pray for peace in this land. I pray for, for clarity and truth and the Lord has grace upon us. We are so lost and we are so bitter and we're trying to, we're trying to win spiritual battles with worldly weapons. And I pray that the Lord corrects us and has mercy upon us and a mercy upon our land and that we are brought to repentance and that we're brought in, into grace and that America is a land of freedom and a land of 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 mercy and a land of justice once once more. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'll catch you guys next time. And don't forget to check out whatsoeveristrue.com. Uh, I've got one on there. If you want to go back a little ways, it's an open letter to President Biden on, on his inauguration day. And that covers a bit of this. And I think that you'll find it edifying. Take care, guys. Catch you next time.